Thought Bubble Audio. since we last recorded i am i it has been a crazy week Tookie, have you been freaking out watching all of this shrill love pour in from the internet i have had oh such emotional swells so many peaks and valleys of feels <laughs> i'm so glad that just to start i'm so glad that people love this show so much because i was like damn if we've been talking about this show for the last four months and it's terrible it's gonna be so embarrassing but uh <laughs> luckily for us this show kicks ass and everybody loves it so right out the gate pretty excited about that i think they did a beautiful job with the source material also i love the fact that the protagonist's name is sort of a nod to Lindy West. It's like Annie, but her last name is Easton. So it's like West Easton. Oh, I didn't I even notice did that. that. I like that. That's very cute. Yeah, that's a nice little nod. I like that. Yeah. Um, I So it's just been super fun to watch all of these people on social media talking about how, so, how excited they are and how represented they feel. And it's just echoing the sentiment that you and I have been talking about for the last few months. And it's resounding in the way that we really hoped it would uh, since we started talking talking about this back in like November. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you for telling your friends about this podcast. It's also been really awesome to see all these people finding us over the last couple, the last week or so. So please share it with your friends and, and share with your friends who are watching. Make everyone you know watch the show because it's amazing. And it's an easy watch. It's a breeze. Exactly. It's like three. Every I got so many texts this weekend from people being like, I watched the entire show in one night and I was jealous because you and I are making, Tucky and I are making the conscious effort to watch one episode at a time so that we can like dissect each one and not do, not get too far. Like, cause I think if we watch them all at once, everything starts to run together. So, um, so I'm jealous of everyone who's seen the whole thing, but I'm also glad that we're taking our time with it. Yeah. The, the feedback seems overwhelmingly positive and a lot of, a lot of women of all sizes I've seen on social media are just like, Oh, this is everything. Because it relates, it, it's not just about the body stuff. It's it's so relatable for even if you just, because everyone has body stuff, right? No matter what size you are. So um, so I just, I just wanted to start out by saying like, it's been a really cool week for somebody that is so invested in the show to see uh, all the really awesome reactions that it's been getting. So I'm so excited for everybody who worked on it to, to be getting all these accolades. Hell yeah. All right. So uh, we'll jump in. Uh, episode two, Annie's boss is a twat. I don't like him. <laughs> Right out the top. Yeah, he's he's uh he sucks ass. Uh don't like him, but character was really well written, really well done by John Ken Cameron Mitchell. I like hate him, but I want to see more of him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, no no disrespect to Dan Savage, but all disrespect to his attitudes. So <laughs> So many, so many problematic things. I, I loved, I think it was this episode where he was like, uh, I love all that feminist shit. I invented it back in the, the 90s or whatever. I was like, that is, a, that, is a, that is a white man line right there if I've ever heard one. Uh, but I, I love that right out of the gate, the show started there. She's going to a strip club at like two in the afternoon to eat Chinese food buffet. And um, I thought that was just a great tone to start the show with. Start episode two strong. To be fair, to be fair, 
that is a good time to go for the food, at least at a strip club, because it's not as contaminated. So so sanitary choice. It's so true. Why have I, I felt like I've heard, I felt like this is a common trope in television shows that, uh, that strip clubs have great buffets. Um, I cannot claim to have been to a strip club and validated this, but I feel like there are many sitcoms and different shows that they're like, Oh, I'm going to the strip club for the buffet. So I liked the little, uh, the little nod to the fact that it was also just Chinese food delivery too. She was Mm -hmm. doing a nice food review on the Chinese food delivery, but I love this scene because first of all, I'm like a sucker for anything that is just like a positive representation of sex work too because we just that's that's i feel like the show is just knocking down all of these barriers of things we don't normally see on tv and so i was like all right we are gonna go in and show some a positive representation of strippers and show the human side and i like i loved that yeah well i i mean what was i gonna say yeah the writers of the big bang theory definitely enjoy some titty tuesday so don't knock the trope for existing uh starting it off from there like seeing her on assignment and doing her work doing her job and actually doing it well and not only just reviewing the feud but uh, food rather uh feed but humanizing the women who work in that industry rather than just an afterthought it was a cool way to see how her her brain worked and um and it gave us the beautiful beautiful story about butthole waxing and the example of how clean your butt is if your butthole is waxed and and rubbing um pudding on the grass i i just about died laughing at that uh that example and i was like that's um that's really smart i understand why people wax their butthole now a little bit i don't i mm-mm. <laughs> i mm-mm. it's like i have a better not idea. Want- no, I'm good. I'll, not- I'll pass. But I, I that helped explain it to me as as somebody <laughs> who does not experience that. So um, I thought that was an awesome scene. I was I was like, yes, this is just a little like woman empowerment. Let's show show some positive some positive views of the sex workers and um, loved it. Yeah. Well, I mean, the episode titles themselves are de- boy brought down to one word. Uh, but I wish this episode were called "I'm the one with the fat ass and titties, and I make the decisions." Yes, I tell men what to do. I was like, I love this. This is that was such a delight. She was such a good character, and I I loved how that came back around later in the episode too. Yeah, um, I thought that that was really well done. So yeah, so I thought that was awesome. Um, and then after that, we go we go to eighty talking to her mom. Uh, and doing this walk about her, this walk with her. And the one thing I wanted to mention, and I know because I, I know you feel strongly about this too, is this this idea of unsolicited feedback. And so when she snaps at her mom, because her mom's just like, "No, I just want you to be active." She's like, I just "Mom, want you to be healthy." You know what's not? You know what's super not helpful is is that type of feedback. And it had me thinking about how this a lot of times this like older generation will sort of put their unhealthy, their unhealthy body issues onto us where it's like mm-hmm. just because you have an unhealthy relationship with your body and you've been fighting with that your whole life don't put that shit on me because i'm good listen you and your baby boomer fructose can suck it i am tired i'm tired i'm tired the adults in my life were just <laughs> relentless about well you know you know instead of the doritos have an apple okay <laughs> first of all I was eight. I can't reach the apples on the produce shelf. So blame the government and the way that they place food in the grocery stores. Second, mind your damn business. Yeah. (laughs) It's so, it's so true. And I think we all have those moments where we've had folks that are 
whether it's family or, or friends who are putting that stuff on us. And it's like, look, I know you're not feeling good about yourself right now. And that's where this is coming from. But like, you need to let me be good and let me get to a place that I'm at. Um, and so I, I was like, okay, we're starting to see these little glimpses of her pushing back. And so it, I'm like, all right, we're, we're getting there. Like, this is progress. So I loved that conversation with her mom. And I thought that that was like a nice little teaser to her sort of starting to get, get her groove back a little bit. Like, I didn't like the, the subject matter of the conversation, <laughs> but, but the fact that she was, you know, that the fact that they would depict this, cause this is a real thing that happens to so many people, especially women, just because we are exposed to so much pressure to look a certain way, to conform, to eat, a, just eat a little less, have, have some special K instead. Fuck you. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, like I mean, I personally would not say that to my mom. But, no, you know, no, for sure. <laughs> but, but I think it. <laughs> So, so after she has this conversation with her mom, uh, I, I loved the part where, uh, Ryan, so last episode, we're like, we're just going to call him shitty dude, but apparently he's going to stick around for longer. So I needed to learn his name. His name is Ryan. Uh, when he just showed up at their house and he was like, sort of like, I want you back. Um, (sighs) I related so hard with Fran during this. I was so, I was, I was grateful for her presence there because that's just what I wanted to say to him and to yell at him and to not make him feel comfortable in my home. Shout out to Fran for the fact that she has a specific rule of never apologizing to white people. And (laughs) I feel that I feel that I need, you know, this show should have been released in February because I needed that this black history month. That felt very on brand for Tucky Kavanaugh. When I heard that line, I was like, Tucky's going to like that one. That's half oh, the yes. reason I brought up this scene. I could have blew by it, but I was like, Tucky, Tucky's going to have some feelings about Fran. I, I needed this. This was the affirm. This was the affirmation that we needed. This is the, this is the, uh, fuck your sassy black friend trope. Not apologizing <laughs> for who I am or for pepper spraying you. Cause you deserved it. Oh, I, that felt so, so true and beautiful. I was like, that's, she's speaking for all of us by just pepper spraying his ass right in the face. So this, so this begins a lot of like push and pull that we're starting to see then we're like, all right, this last scene, Annie's getting us pumped up. She's got her shit together. And then she's like, well, okay. If you are being nice to me, I guess I'll go back. And I'm like, fuck man, come on. He's not, he's literally giving 10%. And yep. you're acting like he's giving you a hundred percent. And that I think is so relatable too, because we've all been in that situation where we just talk ourselves into thinking he's giving a hundred percent when he's literally giving nothing. I think that that's a universal experience for most women, but I think it's amplified if you're overweight and socialized to feel like you deserve less love and less respect in a, in a whatever kind of, I wouldn't call this a relationship. It's a situationship more or less but that but that like because of your size and because you are not the quote-unquote standard of beauty that you deserve that that all you deserve is that 10 percent effort and so you take that and you go with it and so I felt that so deep I I completely agree and I have a feeling that we're going to start seeing we're going to see some more of that behavior too and I think that really resonated with a lot of people uh, at least from some of the conversations I was reading online too there's we we all have been in that situation where well we're like I I don't deserve I, I haven't been I haven't been proven to that I 
I haven't experienced a situation where I have deserved better. And so I just assume that I, I deserve sort of the, the bare minimum. So that was actually, right. that was so, that was really heartbreaking to see. And, um, and then, and then sort of what, and watching Fran too, I think we've also been on the other side. We've all been on the other side of it too, where we see our friends doing this and we try to be like, no man, you're, you can do so much better, but you can't, it's so hard to communicate that message to a friend that's not in the place to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. Be, especially if you internalize so much of that messaging that mm-hmm. you get, that you are unworthy of more than the 10%, more mm-hmm. than that bare minimum exactly. effort. Yeah. So then it was, it was painful to s- sort of see them move into the actual, where they're on this date. And, oh uh, God. And it oh started out, it started, I felt like such a roller coaster in this episode where I was like, and he's doing great and he's not doing great. Maybe this is okay. Maybe it's not okay. Am I supposed to like him? Are we supposed to be feeling good about this? I don't know what I'm supposed to be feeling because when the date started, I was thinking, okay, this is, this is sort of sweet, right? They're at a nice, they're at a restaurant, you know, he's being, he's conversing with her like an adult. She asked him his favorite part of the week. They were talking about his grandmother and this cute show that he took his grandmother to. And he made a cute comment about the date being the highlight of the week. And I was like, okay, maybe, maybe mm-hmm. this is okay. Well, then it your, wasn't. Your, your eyes match your dress. Ugh, forgot my face. <laughs> it was, and, head- and I got, and even, and you know what? I got sucked into that thing we're talking about where he was giving 10% and I was like, yeah, but he's being kind of cute. No, Marissa, he's not being cute. Like (laughs) I'm even getting sucked in and I'm not even in this show. And I, and I was getting sucked into his bullshit. Yeah. I resented a lot of that. Well, cause I've been on the end of that conversation. Now I'm on the outside looking in and I'm just like, ugh, he's gross. Dump him. Such garbage. He uses axe in 2019. (laughs) And then when his friends showed up, I was, that was when I, that was when I was like, nope, nope, maybe I was, no, I was getting sucked in. That's, that's, that was what was happening. This is bullshit. This dude is bullshit. (sighs) And, uh, their podcast sounds terrible. Not to, you know, not to, no disrespect, no disrespect, no disrespect to their podcast, but it sounds terrible. It is. No, all disrespect to that podcast. (laughs) Even if it's fictitious, the head assery in that scene, my God, I, ugh. I would just, I would stop texting or calling at that point. Mm -hmm. And this was, and again, I'm getting yanked back and forth because this is what I'm like, get out of there. Mm -hmm. And he's, and, and he gets in this huge fight. And the first thing he says is, well, you're still going to come home with me tonight. Right. Uh, Yeah. Go, no, go to your own home. Don't go home with him. But then she did. And then I saw her walking and then. When they had to go in the back freaking door and he's like, oh, this was, this is kind of hard to climb over this fence. That no was when shit. I just started banging my head against the wall. <laughs> and I, I was like, okay, this, this show is taking me on a, a journey. This is a journey where I'm going to be really angry and then be happy again. Because then I was happy again when she's, you know, they're lying in bed and she says, oh, you know, I don't, I don't want to have sex tonight. We're not going to have sex tonight. I have a, I have a fat ass and big titties and, and you're going to do what I, what I want. I was like, all right, we're making progress. We're making progress. And the head assery continues. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's disgraceful. The the, the head assery continues. And um, so the next morning when she gets up. Oh, boy. I feel like this is the nightmare of every woman who sleeps over a man's house without pants on. Like, I feel like I've had this thought. Like, in my own home, I'm like, oh my God, is somebody going to just be in my living room that I'm not going to know about? Do I need to wear pants? So I was, I had severe trauma watching that moment. 
I, oof. I had, it brought me that moment in the morning when homeboy's mom was there. That brought back my, Trevor earmuffs. You don't want to hear this. So it, <laughs> it brought back memories <laughs> of this mistake I had made, but then my sock went missing. So, <laughs> so, no. so wait, no, this is too spicy for the listeners. Forget it. Just know I went <laughs> to retrieve my sock and someone's mom was there and it was awkward. I think that's all we really need to know is, is, (laughs) that's yeah. And I, I I feel like a lot of people have had those experiences maybe in high school when people lived with their mom, but I was trying to figure out as a grown man. And he's, is she doing his laundry? Is she just coming over to do the laundry? What's the situation here? I feel like it might be, you know, that, that whole exchange with his mom might be indicative of the fact, or like might be uh, some sort of glimpse into the character analysis and what his motivations are, where he's still in his grown ass man state with, is still being coddled and babied by his mom and, and grew up with this expectation to have women just kind of at his beck and call Mm. and like to be in control of the situation and have the say over women and the women in his lives and what they do. That's a really good point. And, and I think it's really true that the way someone treats their mom is indicative of how they treat other close women in their lives. That's a good point. I hadn't really, I hadn't really thought about that. I was too distracted by the fact that she called Annie out for the abortion. Yeah. While she wasn't wearing pants. Yeah. Um, I, and, and, but again, okay. Which was horrible and traumatizing, obviously like that was awful. Um, but then again, I have a moment where I'm saying, okay, so he's telling his mom all about her. That's kind of sweet. He must really like her. And Tookie, as I'm talking through this, I'm realizing like I'm still getting sucked into this whole 10% thing where a man is giving 10%. And I'm like, well, okay, he still sucks, but that's <laughs> nice, right? He told his mom. Ugh. Clearly, that's but it where seems I place like, my value. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it seems like it, he would tell his mom anything. It seems like he would send a dick pic to his mom only to be only for it to be like, hey, this rash is weird. You know, mm-hmm. like it, it seems <laughs> like they have kind of that relationship where there's a lot of openness. But just because he's telling her about someone or something doesn't mean it's super significant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. But see, again, this is so I'm just I'm just a sucker for Don't do assholes, it. apparently. Don't um, do it. Thank God I'm married. Oh, my God. Uh. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So that was just a, a fully, fully traumatic scene. Um, and then and then we we pop back over to, to Fran and Annie's house. And this is a weird thing to say. I realize this. But every time there is a scene at the two of their house, I just feel like I want to live there with them. And I feel like they're both such comfortable, comforting souls. And I just want to curl up on their couch and have them bring me tea and tell me everything's going to be okay. It's just so cozy and comfy. And I just want to live there. Their house is better than the apartment from friends. Like people always would be like, Oh my God, the apartment from friends. I can't believe they can afford that in New York. Uh, It's so good. It's so nice. And I'm like, no, Annie and Fran's house. Yes. Okay. And it's real it's, estate because it's Portland and real estate is free, right? Yes. They yes. Yes. They just give yes. out houses there. They, they give you, we, oh my God. I, you know what? I should move to Portland. I will get my 40 acres in a mule in Portland. I really would. 
<laughs> Trevor, we're moving. <laughs> Trevor's like, I'm never going to be in the room while you're podcasting ever again. This is terrible. This is terrible. We are not cutting this. So, yeah. so I want to, I want to move into their house. Um, I, I loved the bit about Fran, um, cutting her, her girlfriend's hair into a, a bob and then it looked good on her, but it that. wasn't consensual. I, well, it, but so not to battle about what is consent, but <laughs> maybe she was too drunk to consent to that haircut. So I yeah. guess, I guess you're right that if you're too drunk to consent, uh, but I thought I did think that was very funny. I was like, the haircut's not that bad. It's fine. It, um, it was good, but I will say there's a difference between yes and yeah, right? <laughs> Yeah, like, that's very true. That's very true. This is a lesson for everyone. There's a big lesson if you're. Dr- there's a big difference if you're drunk between. Oh yeah. Yes. And yes. So <laughs> I. So I. I thought that was. I was actually. I was like, oh, why are you dumping? Don't dump her for that. Know, she, she gave I you know. a haircut. Um. But then we got this amazing moment uh, of Annie realizing that her her article got published, <gasps> and, like as is yeah. the full article, and I felt like as she was scrolling through the page I was I I felt that I was like oh my god is the whole thing there it's not just this like terrible cut down buffet review it was this actual full beautifully Mm -hmm. written feminist empowering piece and so that was amazing about ass and titty but like in the best way possible non-degrading which I am all about exactly we have to own it and I thought that was such a a, a beautiful full circle moment for this episode to have that come turn around. And, um, I thought that was really well done. And then, and so then yeah. after, but then we, then we start to move into this, this new phase. And this is what I'm excited that they're tackling in the show. It's something you and I have talked about a lot in this podcast. Uh, but is the, the sort of issue of internet trolls and, mm. and this, this internet vitriol. And so this is where we see the beginning of this is, she starts to uh, she starts to get these like really miserable. She's reading these really sweet comments about how empowering this article is and how sweet it is, and then she uh, and then she sees some real real shitty stuff from uh, yeah. from internet dude. Yeah, some people are just so bored. Like honestly, when I see people who troll, I'm like, how sad is your life? Like how sad are you to actually go out of your way to target someone? You you went out of your way to Google that photo of a pig just to post it on this one. You used up your sprint data plan just to go Google a photo of a pig. Go out of your way. You 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 had to spend Another dollar ninety nine for overage fees for using your data to go Google this. But how sad is your life? You are sad. You are sad. It just makes me angry, and and it's like, I I I. It's partial anger and part pity for the mm. people who troll. Yeah, it's and you know what? It's not even. Fu- it wasn't even funny, right? Yeah. At least if it's like, all right, you're making a joke, haha. No, it's just like mean. And so yeah. that's where I really feel bad because that you're not even trying to be funny. You're just being a psychopath. Exactly. Like it wasn't even it wasn't even like a little piglet in some rain boots. No, fuck you. It was fucking right. <laughs> like you went out of your way and and overused your data just for that. Uh, and that's going to be in your log history. When the government finds a file on you, that's going to show up, dude. <laughs> that. <laughs> When Zuckerberg makes a file about your ass, that is going to be right there in it, in your search history. Like, come on. Nothing is sacred. That will, that will come back to haunt you. Yes. 
And, God. And, you know, we don't have to go too far down the troll road now because I'm sure that this is just the beginning um, of, of a lot more of this subject matter. But one of the things I thought was interesting that I noticed this week, uh, Lindy West made a comment in one of the interviews she did about about the troll subject specifically and how back when she wrote her memoir, she had more sympathy for trolls on the Internet. Uh, mm-hmm. And so the tone, I think, was a little bit more understanding and a little bit more empathetic and trying to understand where they're coming from. And she's basically like, in the year of our Lord, 2019, <laughs> I do not give a fuck about trolls anymore. And I think you can start to see the tone of that shift. So for those of those folks who've read the book, there was a lot more, there was a lot of empathy and there was a lot of trying to understand the humanity and why they're doing that. Uh, and I think here we're seeing much more, we're going to see much more of like this, these people are just fucking dicks and I don't, mm-hmm. it, it's not our job as women to try to understand them anymore. Like, fuck that. I'm here for a good troll stabbing. I am. <laughs> I don't normally condone violence, but like, you know, Anyone who trolls on the internet deserves to, the moment, the moment they step out of bed, they immediately step barefoot on a Lego. Mm. They there deserve is no it. Fate, there is no fate worse. There is truly nothing worse. So uh, did you have any thoughts overall on this episode? I think for me, I thought it was, uh, it was actually, I thought, a lot funnier than the pilot. Obviously, we had to stack a lot of exposition in the pilot. Right. But we're starting to get a sense of each of these characters' sensibilities. Uh, we had um, we saw a lot more characters that had some really funny moments in the way they interacted with each other. It was really good. Uh, and, and there was a lot... You could see a lot more of that A.D. Bryant-type humor, that uh, Carrie Brownstein humor. Carrie Brownstein wrote this episode, or directed this episode, mm-hmm. and you got a little bit of that sort of... Portlandia uh really dry vibe uh, and I really liked that yeah yeah I um I am in awe of how much they managed to pack in just a half an hour mm-hmm. it was so beautifully done and just how relatable it is because like I love the show Insecure but it's so black woman specific that it, it's it's for us by us right mm-hmm. and and I'm here for it but this is so just American woman specific that mm-hmm. I think that's why it resonates with so many more people and why so many more people get it. I had a conversation with a with a coworker today. Actually, shout out Allie Eagle. She's the one who drew our logo. Hey. Uh, she uh, follow her at uh, Allie Eagle Art on Instagram. But she was talking about Insecure actually, and she's she said I haven't related to a show this much since Insecure, and there hasn't. Mm. She's like, I haven't come across anything that felt that authentic to this sort of true woman's experience since that. She's like, and it's been, it's been years since we've had something that felt that, uh, that authentic. And I thought that was a really good point is there's such an appetite for, for this type of, um, for this type of content, this type of story. This uncontrived narrative, Mm -hmm. I would call it like, yeah, it's so important and, and tackling real life shit through the lens of actual women people who exist mm-hmm. in this world in this society yeah and love stories not being this sort of straight path of you know i you know he didn't appreciate me so i left and then he, he fell back in love with me and we lived happily ever after it's that's oh, not how things are really God. going they really have these ups <laughs> and downs and it's difficult and and people are assholes and and people do bad things and and um it's just much more layered than than a lot of stuff that we see on TV. 
Yes. 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 And I, I just, again, they crammed so it, they crammed so much within a half an hour. I mean, this was a ride of an episode and I, I thought it was just so well produced and oh my God, I can't wait for us to get through the rest of the show because ah, it's guys, this show is so good. I'm so glad. I'm really, really glad this is good. So, uh, that's, uh, that's our thoughts on episode two. We will be back next week with more thoughts on episode three. In the meantime, make sure you give us a follow on the internet. We're at loud women pod on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you can find me on all the social media at hi, this is Marissa. Uh, Tookie is Tookie monster on Twitter and on Instagram. If you have any, thoughts about the show you want to shoot us an email we are at loudwomenpod at gmail uh what else we got i don't know come back friday next yeah friday. come back join us sip tea chat kiki it'll be great love you bye tell your friends we love you bye